Welcome to Two Girls in a Grape, where we attempt to learn about wine one bottle at a time. I'm Drea, and I don't even like mimosas. <laughs> and I'm Jules, and I love a good bottomless mimosa day. So guess what? This episode, <laughs> we're celebrating Moms Everywhere by taking a deep dive into the mimosa, the perfect Mother's Day, or in Jules's case, any day, brunch cocktail. <laughs> but before we get into all that goodness, uh, let's kick off with our recurring segment, Cheers and Jeers. So Jules, what are you cheersing and jeersing? This week I'm cheersing two friends because I haven't been having the best of times lately and I appreciate my friends checking in on me and asking how they can help make my life a little less, less, less. <laughs> <laughs> Friends are good. Friends, friends are good. Friends yeah. are good. Friends are good to have. Yes. Um, and especially friends, like local friends too. That's yeah. makes a huge difference. And as someone who didn't have local friends for a long time, it's a real deal. It is a real deal. And I'm terrible at like people are always like, let me know how I can help. And I'm terrible at like actually accepting the help, but knowing that people offer and that they're there and that like if I really need something, I can call on them has been super like great. Or then if you just have some bitches who show up and be like, this is what we're doing. Yes, there's actually, yeah. (laughs) And what are you jeersing? I'm jeersing to my, I'm going to say it's newfound, but it's really been like probably the last eight years. Wow, this is a deep cut. All right. Uh, Klutziness. Um, And in the most recent episode of Jules Fucks Herself Up. (laughs) That could be its own podcast. That literally. A very special episode. (laughs) I slammed my finger in the car door when I was up at the cabin, and I was by myself with the three dogs. Oh, God. And I split my nail in half. There was, like, blood everywhere. Half of my fingernail was, like, sticking straight up in the air. And I had to drive the two hours home from the cabin because there's no, like, urgent care up there. There's no, like, medical facility up there. This really is not I mean, there's a fire department, but (laughs) it wasn't a true emergency emergency. Um, but I basically drove home two hours with my right hand up in the air. So it was like my finger was above my heart. So it would stop bleeding. And I had the three fucking dogs in the car <laughs> driving down a mountain road with one hand on the steering wheel with half of a nail sticking up. Oh, God. <laughs> finger. Oh, Thankfully, God. I did have a, I do have a first aid kit up at the cabin, like in the medicine, ca- or, you know, in the vanity in the bathroom. So I basically put a band-aid around it to the point of like cutting off circulation oh my god you just you just tourniqueted yourself basically yeah (laughs) so yeah i feel like it's like people are like that's such a jewel's fucking injury is it broken no it's not broken like it's i can move it okay that's good it's just literally like i have half of a fingernail on my pinky Mm -hmm. and you don't know how much your pinky slams into stuff until you have a severe injury and you realize that you it like brushes up against yeah like you do use it it's it's not like it's going to be my middle finger like one of the two middle fingers that's sort of protected by the other two fingers it turns out the pinky is not just for holding your glass all fancy style but i am i am now literally just sticking my pinky up in the air all the time so yeah so that's my cheers what are what are you cheers and cheers and tool so I am cheersing to my dearest friends. It's in, a friend. It's a friend. It's, it is a friend. Episode. Cheers episode. Um, my dearest friends in Sitges, España, Victor E. Jerry, the host with the most. Uh, I recently got to spend some surprise time with them in Sitges for um, a very special birthday for Jerry, and I am so grateful that I had the opportunity to go and to spend that time and that celebration with them. Um, 
and to stay with them and it was just delightful that sounds like a good time it was a good time it was a good time all right so what are you jeersing to uh well in classic drea fashion she likes to burn that candle at both ends and do all the things all the time and then her body is like you dumb bitch what have you done to us (laughs) so uh i came home with a lovely case of strep throat which is oh so fun as so we're just like the walking wounded we're fucked up um (laughs) so many ways (laughs) we're like not even drinking right now yeah we're fucked up from drinking we're just fucked up we're just (laughs) fucked up yeah um so yeah i came back with a healthy little dose of strep throat and at least it was not COVID, but fuck, man, strep when you're over 40, that's some shit right there. That is not like no. you're bouncing back three days later like it used to be. Um, so basically, Dre and I were both on a course of antibiotics. Yeah, pretty me much. for my finger, her for her strep throat. So we are just a barrel of fucking laughs over here. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> cheers and cheers, everyone. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> So in honor of the mimosa and to make our moms so oh so proud. So proud. For this episode's shenanigans, we're giving you... Shawinigans. Oh, shawinigans. I told you we were fucked up. Oh, I'm fucked up. For this episode's shawinigans, forgive me, dear listener, uh, we're giving you the do's and don'ts of bottomless brunching. Now listen. We all like, well, most of us like, a good mimosa (laughs) at brunch. But here are some guidelines to prevent you from becoming a meme and a jackass. So, Jules, you're the positive one in the lot. What's a bottomless brunch do? Eat. First of all, you're at fucking brunch, so you're there to eat, right? If you have to pregame some food, do it. If you have to order a bread basket, do it. But do not be rolling into a bottomless mimosa brunch on an empty stomach. You've probably been up for hours already because it's like you're not really there until like 11 or 12. Yeah, have some toast. So maybe have a piece of toast. Maybe have a protein bar. Just something to tide you over. So one, you're not not going in hangry because there's that. No one likes that. But also you're not going in already like... Tearing it up with the mimosas first before you eat something. Yeah, some, something's got to hit that stomach before Correct. it all happens. Yep. What's your first don't? Don't ignore the fine print. Figure out what you're getting yourself into. So, for example, I once ordered a two-for-one mimosa deal at a table for four in Mexico. And lo and behold, eight fucking drinks showed up. Look at that. So I thought it was two for one, and we got four, but they charged us for two. But they were like, nope, that's not how we do in Vallarta. So there so are now... how many drinks did you get? There were now eight mimosas on this fucking table. So I don't really see what the problem is. I mean, you just got to be prepared. You just have to okay. understand what the rules of engagement are. Also, you do want your mimosa are. to be cold. Like, you don't want to yeah. just be sitting there with... Were all eight for you, then? No. Okay. So four were for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that's a little excessive. Yeah, Even I, I will agree to that. I was like, come on, Mexico. Even I will agree to that. <laughs> that's Mexico, though. Yeah. Mexico rules. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's another do? Do drink some water. A lot of water. Maybe a fuck ton of water. All the water. Uh, and maybe order a coffee while you're at it. So 
when I do brunch, whether it's a bottomless mimosa brunch or whatever, there's usually multiple liquids. Three yep. to be exact. There's a coffee, there's a water, and there's some sort of booze. So whether it's as one does a mimosa, or if it's a later brunch, a glass of rosé, you know, whatever it is. But there's always multiple. It's a beverage for us. Yeah, yes, as correct. it should be. As, that's how you brunch. What's another don't? Don't cause a fucking scene. Oh God! Now we've all seen it. We've seen some scenes at brunch. Let we me have. tell you, I've seen people crying on the damn phone. I've seen people calling their moms and talking about a recent therapy ep- episode. That was you, right? No, that was not <laughs> me. I've seen people crawling across the damn floor. I've seen bathrooms, a hot damn fucking mess. Keep it together. Just keep, keep, it, keep together. it together. Be keep, an adult. Be cool. Understand be cool. what bottomless mimosas mean and how they're going to affect you. Yeah. I mean, there's a scale. There's a scale yes. of bottomless. Figure out where you are on the scale. We've seen someone sitting across the street on the curb from the Rose one time when we were there for brunch. Oh, no. And she was having a complete fucking meltdown. She's on the phone. I mean, she was crying. It was and the they don't even the have bottomless No, brunch. it was the middle of the day. And we were like, wow. It was super entertaining for us, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what is your final do? My final do to the previous don't is know your limit. Yep. Okay, we've all been there. We've all had that moment where some of us all more of than a sudden once. the drinks hit you and you're like, oh shit, I should have stopped maybe one mimosa ago. Maybe a picture ago. Maybe yeah. Maybe a picture ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But remember, amateur moves are for amateurs and we are fucking professionals. That's right. We're nothing if not professional, in fact. Something like that. <laughs> and your final don't. Okay, so my final don't is now. Some may argue with me. I know there's been a lot about this in the news lately, but don't forget to tip. Your waiter fucking hates the brunch shift. Let me tell you. There is nothing they hate more than a fucking bottomless brunch shift. So if they were cool and if you're cool, hook it up. Hook it up for them. You know, that's that's all I got. Make their life a little bit easier. Yeah. So there you have it, everyone. Do's and don'ts. Schweinigans. Of a bottomless mimosa brunch. For this episode, as previously mentioned, we are featuring the mimosa. So in lieu of an actual bottle, which is number 55, we're featuring the drink. Price point for a mimosa is really the world is your oyster. It can be as little or as much as you want. But since this is technically a mixed drink, you don't really need to go nuts on the price um, because you're adding a little bit of juice to it. So you don't really want to spend a ton of money on the wine that you pick. Yeah, you're not like getting a bottle of Dom, Dom for your right. fucking mimosa. And if you're fucking putting orange juice and Dom pairing on, fuck off. Like yeah, stop shit. listening to us. You're also we, probably not listening to we us. We hate so. you. <laughs> uh, ABV is pretty low, thir- 11 to 13%, depending on the sparkling wine that you pick. And the basics of a mimosa is that by definition, it is a mixed drink containing champagne and orange juice. But as you will see, it is so much more than that. Take it away, Drea. All right. Drea coming in hot with the history. Coming in hot with the history of the mimosa. I actually love shit like this. I love figuring this kind of stuff out. Um, And while the exact origins of the classic mimosa are not completely known, we do have some strong leads. So our first hint happens in 1921 at Buck's Club in London. 
when the Bucks Fizz was invented. This drink was made up of champagne and orange juice, just like the mimosa, but had more sparkling wine than juice. You know, I get behind that. Yeah, like That's a drink. drink. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, this Buck Fizz. This Buck sounds like a strapping lad. Buck stops here. <laughs> The classic mimosa, though, known for its hue and made of equal parts orange juice and champagne, is thought to have been created first by bartender Frank Meyer at the Ritz Hotel in Paris four years later in 1925. But it's also important to note that the British are really the ones responsible for Sunday brunch. So Which is so interesting. Well, they yeah, I knew that. that. I figured it was an American thing. But they've got that fucking crazy British breakfast, right? But that's a British breakfast. Yeah, like, but that's, that's like not cute. really called brunch. Yeah, but I mean, you can't wake up at seven a.m. and eat like that. That's oh, insane. I can. Oh, Jesus I can. Christ! Give me a sausage you, and a fried tomato and some, some baked beans. beans you and fucking some toast, UKers, fried egg. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm like, oh god, oh god. Like, my stomach needs at least three hours. To I'm like, and even then, I'm like, I'll have a little bit of toast with some olive oil. Thank you very much. You're so European in that sense. Like, I hate European breakfast. Like the fucking cheese cured meats and a piece yes. of like melba toast not even like real toast i'm like absolutely not oh i go fucking batshit for that absolutely not that is like my ideal situation Ugh, like a breakfast charcuterie board no i'm way. like fuck yes <laughs> fuck yes all right so um yeah the british and they're like fucking pork and beans and sausages and shit like that so Anyways, while the French origin story is the most likely in terms of the drink itself, Hollywood has even tried to glamorize the story of the mimosa. Shocking. Shocking. One account claims that famous director Alfred Hitchcock invented the mimosa while on location in San Francisco in the 1940s. Well, this is not actually true. Hitchcock was, however, responsible for the rise in popularity of the drink in the United States. And the Oxford Companion to American Food and Drink claims that Hitchcock was the one to popularize the mimosa as a brunch drink. The mimosa got further endorsement in the 1960s when an article published in the Sydney Morning Herald chronicled Queen Elizabeth drinking a mimosa, which had been introduced to her by the Earl of Mount. Mountbatten of Burma after his recent visit to the south of France. So, you know, when the queen does it and you slap it on a plate or fucking whatever, it's all the rage, right? And this is very apropos because we just had that stupid ass coronation. I hate it. Hate it. We also talk about how it was colonialism. Nothing nothing but stupid Americans who performed at the party. Well, yeah. Yeah. Also, colonialism. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Today, there is perhaps no other wine based cocktail. As loved as the mimosa. Except for for Drea. It even has its own celebratory day, which coincidentally is May 16th. So look at us being so topical and on top of it. Also, there's a day for literally everything anymore. National Donut Day. National Pick Your Nose Day. National Sweet Potato Day. It's what crazy. The, what the fuck you gotta be hating? Let the sweet potato okay, have its fine. day. Let the sweet potato... Fine. Now who's crabby? I am crabby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there we go. The history of the mimosa. Um, but I also want to talk about some of the variations. So despite the fact that the classic mimosa is a 50-50 split, half juice, which is way too much fucking juice, and half champagne, there are lots of variations on this theme. 
which is great because again, I hate mimosas. Which I'm, I can't believe that I never knew that you hate mimosas. I just don't. I mean, honestly, it seems like a waste of fucking wine to me. When it's 50-50, yes. I'm very much a splash of, and I prefer grapefruit juice over orange juice. So, Oh, so look at that. Our variation. I mean, I just prefer the wine. Let's be fucking honest. I have been known to walk into a bottomless brunch and I'd be like, can I get the mimosa but hold the juice? juice. Or just juice on the side. I'll drink my orange juice and then I'll drink my champagne. And they're just like this alcoholic bitch. So, yeah. Um, in fact, I was earlier I was looking for content for our Instagram for this episode, and I had to go back to 2015. That's a long time ago. To find a photo of me with a goddamn mimosa in my hand. Well. Yeah, there you have it. Hit in the archives. <laughs> okay. Right, so what are some ways that we can create some variety here on our mimosa? Okay, so there's two basic ways to add some spice to your mimosa. The first is make it fancy as fuck. Of course she's going to say that. Obviously. (laughs) You can add some interesting ingredients like um, Grand Marnier or some fancy bitters to help dress up your classic mimosa. You know, just give it a little oomph, a little extra. So that's one. Two. Make it boozy as fuck. I mean, is there ever any doubt that if you don't like something, just keep adding more booze. So um, I personally like to add gin, but you can add tequila. You can add another liqueur of your choice. You know, just a little, a little something, something. Just get you there a little faster. Get you where you need to be. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned you like a light, nice little grapefruit I twist. Um, what are some other recipes? Okay. So you- there is some different styles of mimosa <laughs> and they have different names. So there's one called the poinsettia, and that's cranberry juice and champagne, so very appropriate at Christmas time. Love that. Personally, I don't love cranberry juice way too sweet, even though a lot of people think it's tart. Maybe like some fresh cranberry juice I would like, but like all the ocean spray stuff I don't like. So that one's out. I wouldn't like it. You've got to get like the Sprouts, Trader Joe's, like 100% cranberry bullshit. Yeah. Then there's the lemosa, which makes no sense to me. It's blueberry syrup and champagne, which sounds disgusting. <laughs> I mean, that just it's sounds like sugar on so, it sounds sugar like pie, and sugar yeah. and sugar. There's the vermosa, which is apple cider and champagne, named for Vermont, which is famous for its apples. That also sounds disgusting to me. I really like apple juice, so I'm kind of on board with this no. idea. Okay, we might have to try that. You might have to try that. <laughs> There's the Megmosa, which is grapefruit juice and champagne. I didn't realize that there was a special name for that. I didn't either. I just thought also, it was... Also, where does Meg come from? I don't know. This is just... Because that's not even... Is that... Because that's it... not even like the Spanish or French name for grapefruit. Then there's the Hawaiian Mimosa, which is pineapple juice, orange juice, cherry juice, champagne, and rum. <laughs> I mean, basically it's a Mai Tai with a champagne floater. Yeah, I mean, that's right? going to give you a headache the next that day. Don't, we do not recommend for bottomless. No. no. Uh-uh. And then there's the Mexican mimosa, which is grapefruit juice, simple syrup, champagne, and tequila. So it's basically a Paloma with champagne. I mean, I'm not mad at that, though. <laughs> I'm not mad at I that. I would try that minus the simple syrup. Yeah, I wouldn't probably. put simple syrup in that. 
That's fair. All right. So, Jules, we've talked about some methods. We've talked about some variations. What is your favorite mimosa? My favorite mimosa is definitely fresh squeezed grapefruit juice, strained, so the pulp is out. The pulp makes that weird, um, it gives oh, that weird, like, fizz. Fizz, fuzzy thing, yeah. That's weird. Um, so I was going to give squeezed, you shit, but then I realized you're right. No, fresh squeezed uh, grapefruit juice. And then champagne, but like fill your champagne glass and then just boop, a little bit of grapefruit juice. Not a lot. It's like that meme where someone has the spray bottle yes. with the juice and, and they they're just, just spritzing it. Yeah. Yes. A whisper, kind as of I like, like to that. say. Yeah. Um, I mean, are, can we even really talk about what Drea's favorite mimosa is? Champagne. Just champagne. Um, if I do have to do a mimosa, I like to try a more exotic flair. So like I've had... I've had a pear mimosa that was pretty good. That was like a juice strained pear with champagne. Um, I actually don't mind like a tart lemonade with champagne okay. during the summer. I think a little that, punchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe a little, maybe just a little, little bit of gin there. You know, to... so lemon juice, gin, champagne is a French seventy-five. So she likes a French seventy-five mimosa. <laughs> is basically what that is. I mean, the heart wants it's what it true. wants. <laughs> what it wants oh my gosh that's so funny all right well there you have it our our mimosa picks <laughs> for this week's episode instead of uh tasting a bottle we are going to go right into our pairings of what we would do for our bottomless brunch with mimosas so, Drea, what would be on your brunch menu? So, I really took inspiration from my mom and Mother's Day and things she likes for this brunch menu. Um, I actually really love making breakfast for people. So, I'll typically... You like making meals for people. I do like making breakfast. meals yeah. for people. But even, you know, during an average weekend, like, John and I will have one day where I just make a late brunch and we kind of laze around and we open some bubbles John maybe has some juice, fucking whatever. But um, so for this episode, I was like, all right, what what are some classics that mom would like? And um, I so Rose is very much like a sweet brunch person. Mm -hmm. She's always loved French toast and I make a mean sourdough French toast. Um, and I typically serve it with champagne soaked strawberries. Nice. So it's nice, you know, kind of. Uh, combination there to pick up on the on the mimosa theme and I'll do like a spiced butter so you know maybe a little cinnamon a little nutmeg a little ginger just mm -hmm. to give it an extra oomph uh, we are also very fortunate here in San Diego we have a local butcher Sepulveda who we both love and they have the most amazing thick cut bacon like it's so good it's so good so throw a bunch of that in the oven so you don't have to worry about it. So you've got your French toast, you've got your oven roasted bacon. And then to round out the meal, um, I always like to have a little salad with mm -hmm. the brunch. Yeah. Um, and for this one, I thought, you know, a citrus salad would be great. So you're, we're thinking uh, oranges, blood oranges, uh, grapefruit with some roasted fennel, arugula, and pistachios, olive oil. Really simple, very fresh. 
um, kind of bridging that sweet and savory gap between the bacon and the French toast. And the mimosa I would serve is a basil lime mimosa. That sounds good. So some muddled um, basil, fresh lime juice, strain that sucker, and pour in your champagne. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So it's something nice and refresco. Mm -hmm. Refresco? Fresca. Fresco? Fresco. Refreshing? Yes. (laughs) Yes. She's not sure what country she's in. I'm not. I, you know what? I'm hopped up on drugs, as we already discussed. Okay, I'm sleep deprived. Not online. I, I don't know what time zone I'm in. It's it's it's. I'm lucky I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. All right, what's what's on your brunch menu? Um, also thinking about my mother and kind of something that we didn't really do brunch in my house. We didn't do a lot of breakfast, but something that uh, we did eat growing up was quiche. And the, you know, the, the super traditional quiche Lorraine, which is ham and cheese. Yep. Um, and so even though I don't like cheese, I do like a good quiche, um, as long as it's not like completely filled with cheese. So I, I will make a quiche Lorraine often if I'm hosting a brunch. It's a super easy thing to make. It's, you can have it hot, you can have it cold. It's easy to warm up. It's, you can prep it really well. Yeah. And then much like you putting it together with some sort of a fresh salad. So something just with some like fresh herbs, nice. uh, maybe some mint, maybe some cilantro in there just to give it that little, like just balance out the heaviness of a quiche Lorraine because it can be pretty heavy. And then also there needs to be something sweet on the table in our family. So I <laughs> some sort of a sweet pastry. So whether it's a little like mini chocolate croissant Ooh. or some sort of a little muffin or, you know, just a little sweet bite that sort of like serves as dessert i like that in addition to the mimosa of course well obviously and i think with this one i would do a passion fruit mimosa Ooh, because passion fruit has that nice tartness to Mm -hmm. it that i think would go really well with the the heaviness of the quiche but then also balance out the, the freshness of the salad and in san diego we have a lot of passion fruit vines and i'm fortunate enough to have a couple neighbors that always give me passion fruit. So I always have passion fruit in the freezer. I was going to say, this always. lady always has passion fruit juice in the freezer. Yep, it's ready de- to go for it's a delightful. It's delightful. Maybe I'll make passion fruit mimosas this weekend. Like what time should I come over? <laughs> Are you going to be drinking? <laughs> I mean, she she off the antibiotics today. Tomorrow's her me time. Me High five. <laughs> but watch the finger. Yeah, don't, don't high five the finger. <laughs> So there you have it. This is our special Mother's Day episode on the mimosa. We hope you enjoyed it and that you are going to raise a glass to your own mother and celebrate her this weekend. And for our next bottle, we're going to be kicking off summer. Yep. It's a fun one. Um, It's always fun. God, calmate. It is. <laughs> it is always fun, though. So follow us on Instagram. We are at Two Girls in a Great Pod. That's T W O, Girls in a Great Pod, to see what um, bottle is coming up for episode number 56. 56. And I know, crazy, right? That's and like over a year's worth of episodes. <laughs> if you are enjoying Two Girls in a Grape, if you are enjoying our brunch recommendations, if our you're just, banter, if you're just enjoying us, um, click subscribe, click like, 
give us that however many five star stars five is star it five review. okay I fuck know, i don't something. know it's five it's four so there's an airbnb it's <laughs> five stars whatever the highest one is that's yeah. what we want all right but um shit we're not drinking so where we're are we gonna t- where are we gonna toast oh well water <sighs> we water, water. all right well um fucking salute i guess cheers, cheers. everyone <laughs>